Welcome to Medicine Words. I'm joined today by Wendy Turner, whose company is Beloved Soul Healer. She is a psychic specializing in soul healing. She does hands-on healing as well as special medical intuition, and also specializes in obstacles that people have a difficult time overcoming in life. And I believe that's just a sample of Wendy's many different healing services. But Wendy, let me welcome you to our program today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Tom. I am absolutely delighted to be here. Uh, I think I've given just a little bit of a teaser about some of the services you provide, but maybe you can give a quick overview of or some of the highlights of some of the other services you provide. Well, as you probably know, if you've been on my website, I offer like over 30 services and counting. And the joyful thing is, is that life's too small to not diversify and enjoy many, many different things. Some of the highlights of what I offer as a psychic, my job is to help people to grow to their highest and best being, giving them words that empower them in love without limiting them. Um, when did you find that you had this healing ability? Oh, gosh, I was born this way. It's more like, when did you realize you weren't like this? Right. You know? I have heard that said to me before. When did you realize you weren't psychic? But healing is a different level of, of psychic gift. And I'm curious to know, when did you first realize that you actually could heal other people? Oh, you know, that's a very good question. I've just always done that. I've always helped people. I probably started healing others uh, when I was 16. And so I offer a lot of services, but just as a joyful endeavor, I have the pleasure of healing others in a hands-on way or helping them with medical intuitive sessions to nail down what the weird thing is that nobody can figure out. I am not a doctor. I am not a psychologist. I am not a psychiatrist. What I am is a psychic and intuitive individual who has your best interest at heart. So I have the pleasure of trying to find different ways to heal people. A few years ago, what I learned is that scar tissue seems to be a huge problem inside the body that nobody seems to be aware of. And we can clean it all out very naturally and easily, allowing nerve impulses to go through, allowing better motion of body, better workings of arteries and things like that. Many, many extensive, extensive things that are linked to this. And if we just clean it out, it's easy. I'm curious about that. With regard to scar tissue, is that something that everybody has in their body at some point in their body? Oh, yes. Everybody has this. Some of it serves a wonderful purpose and some of it's obstructive. Everybody's going to have a little scar tissue. It's just how it is. In a perfect world, you have none. However, it's kind of like when you are a mechanic and you have a very old vehicle, you do not clean out all the gunk. You don't degunk it because sometimes that gunk is what's holding things in place. So it is with scar tissue. Some of it's in the way. Some of it is helping to hold things in place. And that's just one of the many things that we can do with hands-on healing. If we remove scar tissue, sometimes we can get better nerve impulses, less trembling, stronger bodies, more aligned spines, easier flowing blood vessels, things like that. How does a person know if they need that type of healing? Most people have no idea. I didn't. And this is how I came to it. I needed this kind of healing. And then I realized, oh my gosh, this is like all over the body. Maybe you have a twitchy eye or a hurting neck that's chronic, or maybe you have herniated disc that it just doesn't seem to, things just aren't healing. It's just, no matter what you do, it's not getting better. That's when you need to start looking for scar tissue in the body. That's fascinating. And I'm sure everybody has something that would benefit from that. Tell me a little bit about your psychic senses. How do you find these problems that need to be healed? 
Okay. So as a medical intuitive, I've been trained in the holistic health field for 36 years. So referring to healing, physical healing, we can move to spiritual and emotional healing and all of that. Absolutely. But in this little area, if we refer to physical healing, what happens is I'm an iridologist. I'm looking in the eyes. I'm looking for illness on the palms and in the fingernails and toenails and on the bottom of the feet. And then we're looking at how the body manifests its structure. I, for one, tend to gain weight a little bit around the middle. If that's the case, I have a hormone issue. You know, it's different people have different things. Some people tend to swell a little bit in their lower legs or whatever, whatever it is. I start analyzing the entire body and everything that it is that's going on and how it is together. And then at the same time, I'm downloading from your higher guides, your beings that are interested in your highest and greatest good and putting it all together and explaining what's going on and the cheapest, easiest, quickest way to heal that. Frequently, it's just easy stuff that you can do in under two minutes at home. And the thing is, is you need to look and see what's coming down the pike as well. What's leading to, you need to be able to connect all those dots from birth to death. And if you can, then you can say, okay, do this little two minute thing and that little two minute thing. And you fend off maybe a heart attack in seven years, or perhaps some kind of injury or illness, something non-specified now. Okay. So that's the physical side of things. Tell me Mm -hmm. about what types of things you do more on the spiritual side, more on the, the things you can't actually see. The things that you can't see, for example, if you need healing in the emotional or spiritual or mental realm, I'm going to use the term illness very loosely because we all have that relative or that friend that's mentally ill. I want to talk about it as maybe a little discomfort or dis-ease. And we all have little quirky things in our own personality that perhaps we could grow through emotionally. In order to fix these areas, these realms of issues, frequently we want to look at our past lives. We want to look at anything from childhood. We want to look at future lives. We want to look at intention, whether we're on our soul path or not, and what is holding us back. For example, old vows from previous lives, such as vows of poverty or celibacy, can hold us back. Maybe you're trying to build an empire and you just can't seem to get there. Have you got an old vow of poverty hanging over your head from a previous lifetime? Because if it doesn't have an end date, it's still going to affect you even 10,000 years later. It's just how it is. So we keep vows from lifetime to lifetime. Usually we do. That's not always the case. I mean, there's no such a thing as black and white in life or death. There is no such thing. We have to verbally or intentionally speak or think, okay, I break all of these vows. Even when you get married, it is a vow of till death do you part. It has an end date. So when you do vows, whether they're for yourself, an organization, anything else, it's important that you have an end date. And the end date is only to review it. Maybe you want to keep it past that point. Maybe you want to let it go or you feel you've outgrown it and it's not to the end date. You can release it then as well. Well, how do you tell the difference when you're cleaning out an old vow that it might be not a vow? It might just be the karma for this lifetime. Is that is easily detected by you? Yes. So there's three things that are going to cause some discomfort in a lifetime in the emotional, mental, spiritual realm. The first thing is old vows, contracts, dedications, commitments, things like that. The second thing is trauma. And the third thing is what we call karma. And karma is the great almighty, let's apply everything under that umbrella. And frequently, that's just a change in plan that you planned one thing And then you didn't realize what it would really be like when you got there. Let me give an example. 
in two previous lifetimes, I had to marry someone I didn't want to through family obligation. I just take care of family, right? And it worked out. I was fine. I was happy. I was just resentful. So in this lifetime, I said, I will have no obligation to family. Let me tell you, be careful of what you wish for, because I have no family that I'm super close with. Nothing. And no matter how hard I try, and I have extensive family, I have no obligation to them. And therefore, very less connection as well. And it was very disturbing to me until I learned that this was my soul path. And these people at soul level were honoring me and helping me with this want and wish. And then what I said was, well, I choose to renegotiate this contract. I've experienced this and I didn't like it. It was discomforting. It was uncomfortable. So I decided to move on and have more close connections with my friends, my family members, and my loved ones. And I'm trotting down that path and it's just delightful. So this gives you an example of what it can be. You might set the life up for one thing and then you get in the life and you go, oh no, I don't like this at all. And then you want to renegotiate these things. You want to make changes. Perhaps you died a traumatic lifetime falling from a height in a previous lifetime and you have a severe phobia of heights in this lifetime. Then you can clear that out. It's very easy to do. It's simply a matter of cleaning out the discomfort, the uncomfortable things, the blockages, and just going at the soul level and just cleaning it up. So how common is it, Wendy, that someone might go an entire lifetime suffering from one of these maladies and not realize they could clean it out? Extremely common. And it's not uncommon to do it for multiple lifetimes. So how do people, if not for Wendy, how would the average person be able to clean something like that out? There are many, many ways to clean junk off a soul or unnecessary karma. In all karma, once you learn the lesson, you can release the karma. Let's put it that way. Now, there's good karma and everything like that, but let's just talk about the uncomfortable stuff. Once you learn the lesson, you release. But if what happens if you don't know to release, right? So how do you get there? There's Wendy who can go in and chat with your people and get it all cleaned off. And got, there's other people like me who can do this. You can go to a shaman who bathes you in whiskey and cleans it all up. There are people who promote things like ayahuasca. That's not my bag, but there are people who promote ayahuasca to clean it all out. There are people who do extended fasting. There are many, many ways. Or maybe you're between lifetimes and you say, I didn't like this for the last three lifetimes. I'm letting this go. But maybe you're incarnate and you're in life and you're here physically and you don't like it and you want it gone, then you just let it go. And again, there are many ways to get there. I'm not the only person who does this. That's just my way to do it. Well, that's absolutely terrific, Wendy, and fascinating. And I think everybody can relate to a problem that they've not been able to overcome. You know, in a perfect world, we're all happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. And if we're not, we're striving to be that. So, Wendy, a number of these problems that people have, they're actually born with those problems. Can those be reversed in some way? Oh, absolutely. Things like schizophrenia and autism, there are, there's help for this. You can modify these things. Now, I'm not saying that I'm a cure-all. That's not what I'm saying here. What I am saying here is that you can soften these contracts to have these maladies. You can modify them to a point where you can be very highly functional. And clearing it off the soul is extremely helpful with that. So if a person is born with something like that, and they have not finished clearing the karma around that, would they be allowed to clear off the problem before they've cleared the karma? 
if you make it to someone who can clean it off of you, you've cleared the karma. Okay. Terrific. Okay. You will be prevented from clearing that until you have learned the lesson. Okay. In other words, it'll be right in front of you and you will be so blind you will not see the solution or participate in the solution in any way until you are truly, madly, deeply ready to solve it. Okay, Wendy, so if someone wanted to solve a problem rather quickly, would they be able to get in to see you on short notice? I always leave a few holes in my schedule for crisis because we've all had crisis and need to reach out to someone and I always make sure I've got some time available for people. If it's at all possible, I do this. Oh, that's great news. So many people will be able to benefit from that. And so many people have things that are just showing up in front of them with no way to know how to solve them. So how do you classify your particular psychic skills? I see, I smell, I feel, I taste, I hear. And when I'm in session, I'm talking with your higher beings. And it's kind of like, I call in my folks. I call in your folks. We call in your folks. They go to lunch and tell us everything you need to know. And I'm in the moment. It's a, it's a, a 4D experience of being in your life. So it's like you're in the best movie you were ever in with 20 people talking to you at once. Talk about your past. Talk about your future. Health is really the only little niche specialization I do. Most of my stuff is everything. Wendy, you mentioned 4D. So I think everybody knows what the first three are. How do you define the fourth dimension? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. The fourth dimension is like being in the time. Time is actually not linear. It's actually a giant sphere, but it looks like a loop to us. And once you enter that, it's a stillness within moments that you see all timelines at once and how they intersect and they tend to intersect right where you are. That's where you enter and that's where you stay. So that's my version of 4D. I wouldn't call it time necessarily. I would call it the stillness of the cosmos. That's a great answer. Wendy, you mentioned that you contact people's spirit guides and your spirit guides contact their spirit guides. So what kind of messages do they give you? Do they show up and say, we're in need of this immediately? Or, or is there some interrogation back and forth that goes on? It goes several ways. If I bring in my people and then we ask for the other person's people to come in, sometimes the person is asking about polar bears and we're telling me about the Empire State Building. I'm not the boss. They tell me what we're going to discuss. Now, the person's asking questions, and sometimes their folks that have shown up to assist will go question by question by question. And other times they interrupt everything and say, no, 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 no. Tell them this and this and this and this first. So if that's what they say is to happen for that person, then that's what I do. And frequently the way it goes is the person I'm reading for will go, oh, I needed to know that. How did you know? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I had no idea. I didn't know. Your people did. And there's no angst about any of it. There's none of it. It's such a state of full, profound, unconditional love where these beings are that they bring into us as we get to connect with them. You just want to stay there. It's beautiful. I love your description of that. Okay, Wendy, we've covered a lot of different things. What services do you want to mention that maybe we've missed? I should tell you, Tom, I'm a regionally renowned reflexologist, which if you don't know what that is, acupressure on the feet. There are maps to the entire body on the feet. And each foot has two points on it for every part of the body. When you work these points with the correct pressure, the correct direction, in the correct order, 
you can do many things in the body, speed it up, slow it down, clean it out, calm it down, whatever you need to do. In addition to that, it helps the structure of the feet and therefore the structural alignment of the body. For example, hammer toes and bunions are greatly reduced through this work. They're aligned and corrected. And in addition to cleaning out the body and aligning the foot, when all is said and done, you realize that there is this lightness and connection in the feet and your feet no longer hurt if they did before. If they did not hurt before, they just feel more alive. That's a great combination of both the physical and the spiritual approaches to healing. You've got both directions coming to solve a variety of problems. Yes, it's super exciting. With that type of an approach in mind, what's the most amazing thing in your experience that you've healed? Well, I had a mother bring an autistic boy to me and he was just around 16 and he would sit in his room all day, just like Linus did on the, the comic strip Peanuts and hold a blanket and suck his thumb all day long. He would go to school, then come home and go to his room. And he had siblings and stuff like that. And he did not interact. He would eat dinner with the family and that was it. And what we did was we just started clearing the junk off the soul. And we just cleaned it all off and cleaned it all off. And we did this for eight months. And now he has a job, a girlfriend, he drives, and he has friends. And his soul wanted to. It was ready. That's why it emerged that his mother met me and wanted to come forward and do this. That's why she was impelled. And all of these things are impelling, not compelling. Compelling is making someone do something. Impelling is the soul is driven to do it on its own. So what had changed in that person's soul progression? that made them ready to do that? It was the point in the history of this planet that we are at. The planet is making major shifts and is just starting on its path where things get brighter and lighter and just the soul wanted to adjust to that, to acclimate to that and have a better life. Say even 50 years ago, if that person had been born that way, might not have gone that way. So was it set in that person's life path that they were going to run into you at this stage, or did it just happen because they experienced that particular phase of development? Well, that's a very good question. Let me just ask real quick. It appears the answer I'm getting is that his mother and he and I incarnated close enough together to where he could be healed by me. And Healed by me is a very loose term. I would say healed through me would be more accurate. It sounds like it was all meant to be. Everybody was able to get together to make that healing happen. I was happy for him as well. And what would you say is the most common thing people come to you for? People will come for psychic readings. The most common thing they come to me for is a psychic reading. And frequently they will come to me as well for a soul healing. Once they have a soul healing, they end up generally in two camps of people. People who've had great chaos and trauma in their lives, once they have a soul healing, it all ceases and they have great peace in their lives. People who have a fairly systematic content life don't necessarily notice so much. However, six months later, they come back to me and say, oh my goodness, I was honored for 23 years of photojournalism that never nobody ever noticed even before. Oh my goodness, my marriage has completely ironed out. And I don't even know how it happened. It was just so smooth. Things like that. People who have lives that are pretty similar from day to day, they don't realize till six months later all the great changes that have made. I'm sure people will hear that and be very enthusiastic to come and meet with you. Can you please give your contact information? 
Well, I'm Wendy Turner, and my number is 970-309-1061, and you can call or text. My email is wendy at belovedsoulhealer.com, and my business website is belovedsoulhealer.com, and I would be absolutely delighted to serve you. Okay, Wendy, prepare yourself. I think you're going to have a lot of people knocking on your door very soon. Well, that is exciting. Wendy, I'd like to thank you for joining us today on Medicine Words, and I look forward to following up with you in the future to find out some stories that came from this broadcast. Well, thank you, Tom. I would love to do that. Okay. Thanks again, Wendy, for joining us on Medicine Words. My name is Tom, and I hope you've enjoyed the content of today's podcast. You can visit our website at medicinewords.net to find previous podcasts and to stay up to date on our latest material. You can also submit questions on our website, which we may use in future podcasts. Also, if you like, you can subscribe and we'll be sure to send you a reminder each month with a link to our latest podcast. Thanks again for listening. Please join us again on Medicine Words.